Dee is part of the sports and scarabay community radio here on 88.3 FM and 92.7 FM in association with their credit union. And on today's show, joined as always by with co-presenter uh, Pat McNamara, our special guest today as we preview the Munster and All Ireland Championships. Uh, Linster and All Ireland Championships are well-known journalist and uh, Seamus Hayes, and also our regular sports analyst here on Scarapay Community Radio, Denny Chaplin. And now we're joined on the line by well-known journalist, uh, very man, very good to see here on Scarif Bay Community Radio. With over 50 years' experience in covering uh, sport, uh, it's Seamus Hayes. Seamus, you're welcome once again to Scarif Bay Community Radio. Thanks very much, Leo. Thank you. Seamus, I suppose, uh, first of all, with the, week, with the week that's in it, it's uh, a great week, has been a great week for the footballers, not such a great week for Dundrage, uh, hurlers in Clare, uh, under-20s, uh, departing the scene after you know two, two great uh, matches, unfortunately, gone out of the championship. The minors still have a, have a bit to go. So, But I suppose we'll start off with the football. Uh, win at under-17 and another big win at under-20. And, you know, signs are good, Seamus. Yeah, signs are good, uh, Leo. There's a lot of good work being done at underage football level, uh, you know, and I suppose uh, it, it, a lot of it is down to what's happening at senior level uh, in, in football. Uh, I remember a time, and it's not that long ago, when players uh, weren't all that excited about being called up to senior football squads and players. Now they're looking to be called up, you know, they've seen what Colin Collins and his group have done. They have really made it popular to play football for players, and the seniors have got a lot of good results and uh, the young lads want to be there they want to be part of the seniors set up now and uh, they're putting in a lot of effort at underage level and I suppose a lot of credit must go to the schools as well like, you know there's been a lot of good performances by uh, schools secondary schools in Clare in recent times you know Liston Barney and Liston Barney have had good times in this time in CBS great year this year and they've been consistent over the last couple of years Flannans have been knocking on the doors and have been at a, at a few A Munster Colleges finals. And, you know, there's a, all that uh, kind of urging people on, if you like, and uh, making it popular for young fellas to play football. And we saw that this week, both uh, under 20 and uh, uh, on Monday night against Tipperary, uh, when Clare, uh, you know, ran up a very good, impressive uh, tally and looked very good against a tip team that was fancied by many to. You know, be there or thereabouts. They had eight of the team that contested the final last year. Uh, but, you know, players were in control from the very start. And then, uh, just earlier this evening, the minors uh, ran away with their first round uh, against Waterford. Uh, now, obviously, there will be tougher tests ahead. But you can, you can only beat what's in front of you. And uh, that's what they have been doing. So, it's been a very good week for the underage football setup. And two big games now next week. Again, the, the under-20s on Monday night against Kerry. Uh, a big, a big uh, task ahead of them, like you know, Kerry or Kerry, and they're the, they're the aristocrats of football, I suppose, and they're the hot favourites. Uh, but this is a good player team. It will be interesting to see, uh, you know, how to perform against Kerry on Monday night. Yeah, it is a game we're, we're, we're looking forward to, and of course we wish him and the miners the very best to look uh, next week. Also, Seamus, of course, the weekend the synod and I suppose, you know, it's Easter Sunday, and it is it is strange that, that the championship uh, is is up and running. Other years they would have different counties would might have the club championship, but the way this with where the system has gone, uh, the county championship or the Munster club county championship team starting up and a big weekend all round, uh, Seamus. Yeah, it's a huge weekend all round. You know, it was. Traditionalists might say it is too early to be going into these big games in the championship, but you know this is the way things are now. We're into the split season, I suppose. In fairness, uh, you know 
it's different, but in fairness, uh, there's uh, finally, I, I suppose, a window there where clubs uh, are being, will have full uh, will have full uh, involvement and they'll have their players later on in the year and there'll be no distractions. Uh, so from that point of view, I suppose that's what has led to this early start and over the next four or five weeks, massive, massive games uh, in the senior level at Trove Island, I suppose across all the provinces, but from a clear point of view, there's massive games over, over the next month, uh, you know, in a month's time. Uh, if things don't go right, we could be twiddling our thumbs for the rest of the year. Uh, well, uh, obviously, uh, our player supporters will be hoping that that won't be the case and that we'll uh, progress to up the ladder and contest uh, a few finals or get into the knockout stages of the All-Ireland series and holding and football. So there's an awful lot to look forward to over the next, over the next four to six weeks in particular. And Seamus, we'll start with the football and I suppose the, the scene of footballers, you know, it's um, they've got Limerick early on. What's the, what do you think is their, ch- their chances they've, they have... Um, you know, they held their own in Division 2, which has been a massive achievement. It's a seven or eight years in a row now. Great credit to Colin Collins and the team for keeping them in that division. And, you know, they're still only that one win away, maybe, from getting to Division 1. How do you see their championship prospects going, Seamus? They have a huge game against Limerick uh, in, on the touch of April. Huge game. Limerick are on a high in football. They're after winning promotion up to Division 2, where they'll be coming up against Clare next year. Now, the game is in Cusick Park, but uh, that, it's a huge fixture and uh, there's an awful lot at stake because it's the end of the road for whoever loses that game. There's no back door. It's knockout and you could be out of the championship. Uh, I suppose home advantage will be an advantage uh, or should be an advantage, but it, it's a huge, huge game for Clare and it's one that cannot be taken lightly because, uh, as we've seen, Limerick have made great strides over the past couple of years as well. Uh, and Limerick and Clare and Tipperary uh, and I suppose Waterford to be fair to them but uh, they might be seen as little step back from the other three uh, they're all watching uh, this campaign in particular because uh, one of them will get to the Munster final uh, which will be huge in itself uh, and in the new system that's there to guarantee them uh, to guarantee them a, a game in the knockout stage and to also guarantee them being involved uh, in the race for the All Ireland Championship next year, you know, because the, any team that's down the lower divisions, uh, you know, there's no guarantee that unless they get to the provincial final that they'll be in the San Maguire race next year. And tip on that position right now, they're in Division Three, having won promotion back up from Division Four, so they have to get to the Munster final to be sure of being in the race for the San Maguire next year. Uh, and having won the Munster final <coughs> title just just the year before last. Uh, you know, and they have a fair amount of that play, those players still available. So, and you know, they've improved with each game in the league. They started out very, uh, I suppose, very poorly uh, in, in the recent campaign in Division Four, but then they got their act together and they have come on a lot. Now they are down a couple of key players. Michael Quinlan, uh, I think, uh, is gone travelling and won't be there, so he's a class act. Uh, he'll be missing, but they've done a lot of work. And uh, but for right now. Players' focus has to be on the Limerick game on the 30th of April, Saturday evening uh, in Cusick Park, and then it's at 6 o'clock. Uh, hopefully, there'll be a big crowd there. Um, I think there will be because, as you know, Clare and Limerick, there's great rivalry whenever they meet at any level, obviously, in holding, but football, any level, there's great, uh, great interest and, and it promises to be a really, really big game. Yeah, and there's no doubt it takes, off, it takes on a life of its own. And Seamus, you know, we're going to put you on the spot in this one. Can you see Claire coming out of this uh, kind of this 
quartet and getting to the Munster final? Uh, I can, yeah. I, be, I believe that they're good enough now. That uh, unlike uh, previous years, they have a number of injury problems. You know, with uh, when they completed the league, concluded the league there a couple of weeks ago against Down, there were up to eight players who uh, had been pretty key performers over the last year and a half, unavailable because of injury. You know, and Sean Collins didn't play any of the league. Or Kevin Hartner, Joe Tindries, I believe, are back in training. Uh, and hopefully they'll be ready to play some part coming up. Uh, Manus Doherty, who has been a, a newcomer this yeah, year, good, and very, good, good, uh, very impressive. Player, yeah. uh, he missed that game due to injury, as did Killian Brennan, who has had an outstanding year as fullback. Uh, hopefully both of those will, uh, will be back. You know, so the Carl O'Connor missed that game due to injury. He's back in training, and uh, I gather he's um, uh, meant for, uh, for action and ready for road again. You know, so all those players, uh, they're needed. They're needed. Gavin Cooney struggled with injury there during the league and missed a number of the games. Uh, no, but they're hopeful, they're fairly hopeful that all will be available and that uh, all will be ready for action. Yeah, isn't it neat? And, 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 you know, with, with the, if all those are available, it gives Colin Collins and his management team a lot of options. And uh, they'll have a tough job picking the team, but that's the way any management team will want it. But they'll have options if things aren't going well in there. Uh, and if that's the case, I believe that they are good enough, but they cannot take anything for granted. Yeah, and it's and going to be tough. There'll be no runaway wins. Yeah, but we, they have the advantage of home advantage. Like, yeah, it's, uh, a, it's, it's a big help. Yeah, it's a big help. There's no doubt about that. It is. And, and if they beat Limerick and if their opponents in the semi final, Tipperary, it's a home game for players as well. Yeah. So, you know, that, there's a big, that, in, there's a big incentive there. There's a big incentive there, yeah. And I suppose then turning to the other one, uh, um, Seamus, Kerry and Knuppig in Cork. And Cork have been hit kind of with a blow there, unfortunately, you know, and uh, with the withdrawal of their, their manager, Keith Ricken. And looking in fact, we hope we, that he recovers as soon as possible. But, you know, the men taking over the metal as manager, John Cleary is probably a man that maybe they wanted in Cork maybe a few years ago to take over the Cork team. He's not going to weaken them there any bit at all. And I suppose there's a bit of pressure maybe in Cork now whether this game is going to go ahead in Park or not. I suppose it, it remains to be seen. But I suppose at the end of the day, Seamus, it still looks like you know, looks, looks very much like he's going to be Kerry. Yeah, Kerry, Kerry have been uh, very, very impressive this year. To, you know, Jack O'Connor, uh, Jack O'Connor's motto seems to be win everything, challenges everything, you know, and, uh, you can't beat winning. That's the thing, and uh, they have been very impressive all along uh, uh, in, the, in the in their league campaign. Uh, and it's going to take a, a mighty effort to, to to stop them. I suppose the other side of it is that they that's the only game uh, they have in a number of weeks uh, other than challenges. The game against Cork, they will be fancy to win that comfortably. Uh, there will be hard favourites against whoever comes through on the other side. Uh, you know, and uh, you could have them facing into the All Ireland series without any uh, major test, if you like. Now, obviously, from a Clare point of view, we'd be hoping that that won't be the case if just Clare are meeting in the Munster final because you know Clare have learned a lot over the last four or five years. The, the, you know, they, they have been unlucky to come up against Kerry, I suppose, in the Championship all the time. But Clare have been getting better and. The arrival of a couple of new players in the last year or two, you know, has, has added strength and uh, excitement, I suppose, to, to the Clare football team. So, but at this stage, in all honesty, it's hard to predict anything other than Kerry coming out of the championship. 
And, and Seamus, turning to the other provinces then uh, quickly, with, with, of course, with Ulster, um, you know, that's a, a right minefield. Who do you see coming out as Ulster champions, Seamus? The Ulster is a real minefield issue. You know, there's, uh, most of the teams in Ulster can uh, conceivably feel confident that they could win. You know, Monaghan has produced some great performances. Um, I suppose Fermanagh and Kevin would be seen as a little back, but I think the Dark Horses in Ulster uh, this year are our mayor. That's my own personal opinion. Uh, Kieran McGinney has been building this team over the last four or five years. Uh, you know, they had a great run in the league into the latter stages of the league and were a bit unlucky, maybe. But he's been building the team big time. And, uh, you know, Donegal, you never know what they're going to produce. That's going to be humbling of a game. What you call Armagh and, and, and Donegal, you know, a bit of history there as well. And Armagh uh, so boosted by the you know availability of of Green O'Neill as well, which is a big a big right. a big big boost. No, that's a that's a massive massive uh, boost for them because he's he's been outstanding in the league and he's a real talent, uh, you know. And um, so you know there's a lot of there's a lot of work going on up there. And uh, Monaghan, you know, for a smallish county as we call it, uh, they've really uh, done a lot of work as well. So they're going to be. Uh, knocking on the door, you, as I said, you can never write off Donegal and Tyrone won't want to lift their All Ireland title and uh, slip away easily, you know. And they have talent, they have a lot of great players. So uh, Ulster is a real minefield, I think, this year. I think we're going to see some of the best games in the Championship in Ulster, you know. And will equally, there's going to be a lot of a, a lot of excitement in Connacht, you know. Mayo, obviously, I suppose the the the, the team in pole position, but. Ross Common, they you all know, have shown in the league what they're capable of. They're a big physical team with a lot of football, uh, quite mobile. Um, you know, and Patrick Joyce, uh, you know, yeah, he has to see Galway coming through soon. They've been so close. Uh, you know, and those three are really going to uh, battle it out big time. Uh, you know, and we, we don't know. Sligo and Leithamond that they are capable of causing yeah. and Sligo, and Sligo with a good Sligo with a good win during the week over um, Roscommon in oh, the Roscommon. 20s as well so you know they're, co- the they're 20, coming yeah. they're coming yeah they're coming and like there was a last year they got to the level stage of the All-Ireland Minor Championship so there's something happening there and Andy Morton has kind of awoken things a bit in, in, in Leitrim since he was in his manager at the start of the, at the, start of the year there so they're careful of, of, of making things difficult. And they were unlucky in the other 20 as well. Lose now by only a point. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, in, in this, it's last night uh, to Mayo. So, uh, there's a lot to play for there, but you'd expect it should be. Mayo will start as a slight favourite, and whether Roscommon or Galway can cause an upset. Mayo and, Mayo and, and, and Galway are meeting on Sunday weekend. That's a big one. We'll see, we'll, we'll see. That's a big one, yeah. That's a big one. And then turn into the Insta, Seamus. Turn into the Insta, then, I suppose, look, it looks like tis, you know, Dublin, you know, the league didn't go as well, but I don't know if they're over worried about the league. They're, 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 they're gone very quiet up there. You'd expect them, I suppose, till Seamus to come out, even though, I suppose, Kildare had, had not a bad league either, even though both of them went down. You'd expect Dublin probably to hold on to their Insta Championship. Yeah, I don't beg you. Other than them. Dublin will be favourites. They'll start the campaign as favourites. And uh, I suppose the Kildare are seen as uh, the team most likely to cause a problem for them. Uh, you know, maybe at the start of the year, people might have said, uh, maybe Meath, but uh, Meath didn't have a good league campaign. and um, Things don't seem to be going that well for Meath. Uh, you know, they're average one day and they're not good the next day. And uh, they don't seem to have uh, kind of uh, advanced anything over the last year or two. So, um, 
I think it's Dublin to lose, really. It's Dublin to lose, and unless Kildare, Kildare will be the one team that maybe could cause a problem for them. And Seamus, I suppose at the end of the day, with the football championship, who's going to, who's going, where's Sam Maguire going to reside at the end of the year? Well, so that's the big question. I still think that there's probably uh, Kelly uh, the team that maybe could win it back this year. But I still think that one of the Northern teams, uh, you know, might uh, might be celebrating. Um, now, again, it depends if they can keep all their players at the field because, you know, the, uh, there's a lot of rivalry up there. And if you lose a key player or two, you know, it, it could prove costly. But... Uh, I'd say at this stage maybe Kerry are our slight favourites to, to hold back to Sam Maguire Seamus turning a quick one and turning onto the Hurling and with the Hurling uh, Championship starting this weekend and big games are around Clare not involved a quick synopsis of the Munster Championship Seamus I, yeah, they, I, I'd be worried about uh, the. I think the Clare Tipperary game on Sunday week is an absolutely crucial game for both counties and particularly for Clare for, as we are Clare supporters. Um, you know, I'm unfortunately Clare have to go to Tullis for that. Now, Tipperary heading into this championship without key players in Parik Maher, Brendan Maher, Seamus Cannon, uh, Bubbles Otherwise. You know, they're massive, massive losses. Uh, but they'll be very hard to be in, in, in Tullis. You know, they're a very proud county and um, they'll be very hard to beat in Tullis. And that clear game, the loser of that game could find themselves uh, in, in, in a position where they will struggle to be in the concluding stages of the championship. Um, I suppose Liberty, to me, are still the, are still in pole position in Munster. Waterford uh, and Cork are challenging strongly to, take the, to knock them off that. Uh, they would seem to be the big three at this stage. Uh, now that said, uh, Clare, uh, Clare, if they can get something in the tip game, um, then the, the game with Cork could be crucial. But you know, there's so much happening, and I suppose the big thing is these games are coming hot and fast. You have basically four games in five weeks uh, from once from once you start. That's a tall order at the. At the, at the level that he's at. You know, it, it takes a lot out of him. There'll be little time, other players, there'll be little time for recovery. You know, seven days between games uh, and the, the high-paced games. Um, you know, so lads will need time to recover and, uh, you know, you don't know what injuries people will pick up. Uh, and, you know, players have been dealt a couple of blows now, Aidan McCarthy's injury. Um, David Reedy is out here, surgery on the knee. McCarthy won't be back at the early stages of the championship anyhow. Um, now, Damon Ryan hopefully will be available, but he has missed the last four or five weeks out through injury. And, and those are players that players can't afford to be without, <coughs> uh, in, in my opinion. Shane O'Donnell hasn't played yet, um, and he competed a following this year. Now, he is a guy who normally who always keeps himself in great shape, and we all know how talented he is. But how long can Tony Kelly keep producing the performances that he's producing? Or shall I say, how long can will other counties uh, uh, wait to bring come up with a plan to try and stop him? Or uh, you know, he's such a good holder, but you'll have to cut other counties. Surely devise a plan to limit supply to him. You know, uh, you know, he's such a talented player, and um, he's hugely, hugely important to player. Yeah, it's a lot of about that. And Seamus, you've you've already gone. You've already alluded to the fact that you think Limerick are going to come out of of Munster. Turning to Leinster, Seamus and Wexford and Galway sitting the the sitting the off this week with you know 
is the big game in Leinster and you know, where do you see that one where do you see that one going coming at the end of the day, Seamus? That's a massive game and uh, you know, I, I think Wexford have a great chance to have it in Wexford Park. Uh you know, Dar Egan has done a lot of work with them there this year. Uh, they had one or two disappointing performances, but for the most part they have been impressive. Uh, you know, they've been impressive in the in the in, in the league. Uh, with home advantage now, and it's it's a huge game for Galway, a huge game for Henry Shefflin, um in his time uh, and in his position as manager now. Uh, you know, this is the first real, real test, uh, and I suppose Galway have uh, disappointed uh, the fans a good bit over the last number of years now for such good holders, and uh, they go so far and they they, they haven't crossed the line with them uh, and brought back the title in recent since. Um, I don't know who led them a couple a few years ago, so there's an awful lot of stake at that game on Saturday yeah, in in uh, Wishford Park, and I just have a sneaking position that home advantage will swing that one Wishford's way. Yeah. Uh, Kilkenny, as we all know, you can never write off Kilkenny. You just can never write them off. They keep producing teams, and yes, they're disappointed at the end of the day in the league, but they had a lot of good performances in the league and. You know, they've discovered a few players and a few lads holding particularly well. Hugh Lawler was having a great season. Uh, Walter Welch has been extremely consistent over uh, in, the, in the league this year, which is a big boost to them. TJ Reid hasn't played anything yet with them. You know, he was resting, I suppose, after the, his exertions with the, with Belly Hale. Uh, you know, he, he'd be back in the team. and um, You just can't write off Wixford. Can't write them off. Oh, you, Kilkenny. They, they will... They certainly will have a say, and it's a, it's a huge year for Dublin. They have to deliver something now, uh, this particular group. You know, they've been there or thereabouts, but they have gone so far and then they've disappointed. Uh, this is a huge year for them. So whether they can lift it or not remains to be seen. And who do you, do you see Kilkenny as winning Leinster again, Seamus? Yeah, I do. I see I see Kilkenny definitely being in the final in Lisbon at least and depending on how the farm is going with Rex, you know, they seem to have the Indian sign over Wexford, if it's Wexford or I mean. Uh now it could obviously it could be Galway too, you know, it's, it's between those three and those three will probably come out and be in the in the in the qualifier. Um I would say I think Dublin will probably lose out again this year, but um I'd give a hesitant vote to Kilkenny to win this again. And finally, Seamus, one last question off you. Um, the, the Lee McCarthy Cup you've gone for Kerry in with for Sam Maguire. Is there going to be a Munster double again this year? Uh, this year, Seamus. Uh, I I'd be a bit hesitant. Uh, you know, Limerick won't be Limerick won't be far away, but and they're a fantastic <coughs> team. But hunger, hunger is a huge hunger is the, the best sauce to say. Uh, but can a team keep producing that level of hunger and that level of commitment each year? You know, and the prize is huge and they obviously want to be involved and they want to be involved at that level. But at the end of the day, it's very hard uh, and they may not be able to maintain it um, throughout the season uh, from that point of view. Um, I, I I think the holding world would celebrate maybe if Waterford uh, made a breakthrough. They, they, they possibly would have been so close and Liam Carr seems to have the strongest panel he's had in his time in charge, you know, he seems to have everyone now, uh, Austin Deason, obviously he's a fantastic colour, uh, but prone to the odd, the odd outbursts, should we say. Uh, bit rash, bit rash. Know, uh, uh, yeah, bit rash. If these fellas can, if they can keep uh, everything together, 
they will uh, they will take beat me. The, the big plus for them this year is that the way they've been at the hulling and the return of Tyke the Borker to full fitness. There's what the key, uh, the, key, the key man, there's no doubt about the Borker. Key, key man, and if if uh, Austin Leeson uh, is focused on the hulling uh, and playing to what he's capable of playing, uh, you know, I think the Borker, Austin Leeson, the Bennett, uh, you know, Corn, the left, uh, they have talent and they could, they, they could, they could uh, lift, a, lift a title. Yeah, it could be, be it could be tight at this stage I'd be if I was putting on a, a euro I probably would be putting on Limerick but um, whether they can maintain it for the full year now or not is another day another yeah, story and there are the questions to be answered and we look forward to a real feast of Holland over the next couple of months Seamus Hayes as always thanks very much for your views and taking the time to talk to us here on Scarab Bay Community Radio thanks a million no you're, you're welcome Leo welcome thank you You're listening to Sportsline on Scarlet Bay Community Radio, 88.3 and 92.7 in East Clare, around the world on scarletbayradio.com and on the TuneIn radio app. Sportsline is sponsored by Derek Credit Union. And once again, thanks to Seamus Hayes for taking the time to talk to us. And now we're joined, as we said at the outset, by co-presenter Pat McNamara and our special guest in, in here, which is joined tonight, is our regular analyst uh, for the hurling, is uh, Danny Chaplin uh, from Bradford, the man who has won every medal available in in the club game and also has a Munster minor uh, championship medal won with Clare in, back in 1981, a few years ago, Danny. Yeah. And as the championship appears, but first of all, Pat, unfortunately, as the, uh, just as the championship is about to start, unfortunately, last week, um, a dark, dark week down in, in, in Whitegate, and the last uh, to Whitegate and to the East Clare community of the late Michael Hines. Totally, Leo. Uh, yeah, there's much that can be said. I suppose a lot has been already said about, about Michael and his family and, and the loss he is to them. Uh, you know, those who know Michael do genuinely say he was an absolute gentleman smashing young fellow, loved by his, his teammates, his family obviously, his parishioners, people in college with him and people even Scarafier he worked in, in Centra and all of that, like loved by everybody and a great a great guy in everything that he did and a fabulous holder beside captaining Scarif School to an All Ireland title there in, in twenty eighteen I think it was, wasn't it? an outstanding captain, classy holder, lo- loved the game, but uh, you know, I suppose, you know, suffered a lot in his life as well and uh, just so so sad. I mean, you know, words can't words can't hardly describe the loss he is to his family, especially, and to all his friends. And then I know young people up my own way at that age group are deeply shocked and deeply saddened by it as well. So it has struck all around East Clare and I say maybe further afield as well. So all we can do is offer or, or again our condolences. I read some of the comments there said during his funeral mass by by, by family and his mother I think and and um, I think Tons Fahey and others. And they just all spoke so highly that everything that could possibly be done to help Michael was done. And he himself too was a very, very bright fellow. He did all he could himself, but sometimes it's not to be. And, uh, you know, I suppose it's just one of those things that it happens in parishes occasionally. One of the saddest things that ever can happen in any parish is the death of a young man. And uh, I said, we offer our condolences, but look, he brightened up the lives of a lot of old people when he was when he was around here hurling and mingling with people. And uh, I suppose the, the good memories will ho- hopefully keep the family, help the family to, to cope as, as we go along. Yeah, indeed, Pat, we, we thank you for that. 
No, we turn to the as we said the the, the big event of the weekend and uh, of the week and the championship is starting as Seamus said earlier. Denny it is going to be held for later uh, starting off later on uh, uh, today. Of course, with with, with Wexford and and Galway sitting the template in the Leinster Championship. There's a couple of other games on there as well. You know, with Dublin playing Leash and you know uh, who's Kilkenny and Westmead. Yeah. Really, you know they're probably one of the results will take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. But I suppose. You know, Seamus went for Kilkenny to win the Leinster Championship. We start off Wexton got a huge game, Denny. Absolutely massive, and and you know what a game to to start out the the championship season. Um, Seamus said it, <coughs> Wexford Park could have a huge bearing in this game. Um, you know, home advantage is it is an advantage. Um, it's also Henry Shefflin's first game in charge in championship, and. You know, the rumours are that things aren't as good as had been hoped in Galway. So this evening is going to be the... We, we'll all get an answer once and for all how good it is. Uh, we There's no doubt in Galway's talent uh, and the ability. And the, the players are there. It's just if they can chill them together like um, like Michal O'Donoghue did in 2018. Um, he, you know, Shefflin has a big task ahead of him there as well. And... Wexford, like Wexford in the first four rounds of the league were outstanding. They were the farm team in the country. They were everybody was, you know, we were all raving about them. But then, when you look at it, Wexford had nearly a full team barely each in, in every match, and they were playing teams that were missing four and five players of the championship teams, and you you just wonder when when it came down to it, they were badly exposed in the in the semi final league. So. Uh, I'd say that, you know, it wouldn't be good for them in the in the, in the mental side of it, but it, it could home advantage again. It could come down to that on, on, on this evening, and I don't expect there to be two or three points at the most in it. Um, and I know, Shame, I'm caught in two minds. I don't know who to go for, but I, I'd actually maybe give a hesitant vote to, to Galway on this one. Yeah, I suppose perhaps the, the Henry Schechter factor is a real big one. And if ever Wexford needed motivating, not only after being losing uh, to Watford in the league semi-final quite heavily, but they have this habit of coming bouncing back. But also welcoming Henry to Wexford Park in, in a Galway in a Galway top, that's going to motivate him even more. He's got a nice welcome for sure. I'd say there'll be lots of uh, cat calls and, and comments from the stands. I'd say in the, in the dugout area. But look, I I have to agree with with with. Uh, with uh, Danny and, and Seamus, it's, this is a game you can't really call because there's nothing, doesn't enough to go on really. You know, um, first of all, Henry was late being appointed to the Galway. Secondly, he had an interruption for his brother's sad funeral. Uh, so that would be, first of all, means that he hasn't had the length of time a normal manager would have to build up his team, build up a, a way of playing and a, a way of understanding each other and all that sort of thing. Wexford then, going great, as we said, with nearly a full team. Okay, Lee Chin is a huge last 20 team. Playing at home should help them by a few points. But, like, you don't know, you still don't know what Galway turns up to again, really. I mean, there's a lot of ability there. They can, they can score points all over the field and, and get goals. They could end up scoring 230, but they might also disappoint. So, the, uh, Wexford are physical, they'll hit them hard and uh, impossible to call. But I still think maybe Galway might sneak a win here. I suppose the bounce of having Henry there and the experience he has and maybe the lads have got a pip in their step that he's there, you know, and they'll have the strongest team hopefully out. But 
I just think that maybe we saw Wexford being as good as they can be maybe a month ago, whereas before the semi-final, whereas maybe Galway had way more improvement in them. So from that point of view, I'd very hesitantly give Galway maybe a, a very narrow shot. Yeah, and Denny, looking at other games in, you know, obviously D- Dublin are playing Leash, Kilkenny are playing Westmead. Obviously, those results should probably, although Leash did turn over Dublin a number of years ago, but those results should take care of themselves before. Uh, I, I don't think there'll be any question, to, but there will. You know, Dublin and Kilkenny, I'd say, could record easy wins here. Leash and even, we'd say, Plunkett's first time round, Leash were in a better place than they are now. Uh, I, I, to, to me, there could be relegation favourites by the end of the year, you know. And come here, do you see any hope for Dublin in the champ? Can you see them getting into the the latter stages? Can they, you know, can they move? No, you know, they they have to. There's no doubt the potential is there. It is, it absolutely. And depending on the results the weekend, Dublin's second game is to Wexford, I think. And if Wexford were to lose, um, to, to, to the later to, on, to later on, you know, going in and Dublin win, I could be wrong on that now. Yeah. And um, don't play Wexford on the 23rd yeah, of April. Yeah, 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 that's correct. Yeah. And, and mm. if that could be the third place decider uh, as early as the second round of the championship. You know, um, because if Wexford were to lose to Galway and lose to Dublin, I don't see him turning over Kilkenny. So, you know, you could have your top three in, in, in Galway, Kilkenny, and, and Dublin. That's a, I, I think it's. The third place is between Wexford and, and Dublin and it could go down to that second round match. Pat, your thoughts? Well, one interesting fact that I was just looking at the fixtures today myself is that Dublin have, in the first three games, they have both Leash and Westmeath and you would expect Dublin to win those two. So they'll, 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 they'll have, have two they'll, wins they'll have momentum. Yeah, they'll have momentum. in the first three games with Wexford in between and there's no question at all but a Dublin on their day could beat Wexford because they'll be equally as physical the one thing that disappointed me, I, I've been, we've all been watching Dolan possibly making a breakthrough and I just looked at them close in the league there a few times now this year and on TV there and you just think that when when the chips come down and it gets tight, their skills let them down, they make mistakes on the ball and they do, they kind of miss, miss, miss a pick up or miss a catch or they do something kind of silly and I think that whole thing was being knocked out of them a bit by Matty Kenny for a few years there and Dale before that but uh, when he was there but I just think when the pressure of a tough game and the chips are down, their skills slightly let them down. Whereas early in the league, you know, they'll dominate games because they're so fit and they're so... I mean, they are good horrors, but just talk to I notice a bit of awkwardness and Donald Burke, for instance, can strike ball 90 yards over the bear, but when he's under pressure then and let on him to do something, he just seems to do something kind of uh, clumsy and there's a couple of more of them like that as well, depending a bit on Sutcliffe as well, I suppose. But look, having said that, they will have probably have two wins out of the first three games and possibly three. So, you know... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If they did win that second yeah. one against Wexford, right. they'll be going in. It won't really matter. I actually still think, I actually still think, even though I'm tipping uh, uh, Galway to beat Wexford, I think Kenny will go through that Mr. Chapter, but I think they'll win it. And, you know, looking at Dublin, going back to Dublin again, I, I myself looking at Dublin, I think if Dublin could get their best 15, and then I'd say he, does, he still doesn't know his best 15, like, you know, I think one of the best forwards in the country is Eamon Dillon, and he can't nail down the test for some mm-hmm. particular reason Dublin. He'll always come on and score 1-1, or he'll get a couple of points. When you start him, he doesn't seem to operate. The big pressure on Matty Kinney, this, this year, if he doesn't yeah. deliver this year, it is over. It is, yeah, and, you know, he has to deliver, as you say, he has to deliver this year. This is... Um, to a make or break, but not so much even for Matty Kinney for that Dublin squad. You know, it, it, they have been knocking on the door since Taylor won the, the Leinster Championship without any success, and it's a big year for him. Um, 
Uh, and I, I think I agree with Pat the first three games if they were to win three of them that's going to take them at least through to the in third place do you know what I mean and if a Leinster final they might look at it as a bonus they, they'll be looking to get through and I, I the Sunday week in is it in Wexford Park or is it in Wexford at home or in yeah, yeah, yeah. see that, that probably could swing it in Wexford's favour but you know um and and Dublin again, they have some real talent, uh, as you say, Bork and, and and Sutcliffe, and you know they have some outstanding talent. Yeah, yeah, you know they have outstanding talents, but to put it together for a team, they don't seem to do it for an, for the seventy minutes. They might hold brilliant for a for a first half, or they might win down seven or eight points and hold brilliant for a second half, but they don't seem to be able to put it together for the seventy minutes. Or and, and you know if they can do that. They, I, I think they had they have the talent to be a force in Leinster anyway. They mightn't they mightn't go any farther than Leinster, but they're definitely they could they could come out of Leinster. Okay, Leinster champions, Denny. Leinster champions. I agree with Pat. I think Kilkenny. I I I think that they're quietly building a new team there, and there's a lot of new fellas. You know, uh, they have been and and they have been quietly impressive, without giving too much away. Yeah, indeed, Pat. Look at Munster Championship starting tomorrow. What a what a mouth-watering prospect a repeat of the All Ireland final to start off Cork and Limerick. Uh, look at this great uh, the dust might be rising in the square yet. Maybe the, the nothing but maybe lugs of water rising in the square, but look, it's great to be looking forward to it. And a fantastic fixture down in, in Parky Cueve, uh Cork and Limerick. Um does it, the, the one big question I think we've seen Cork now, we know their strengths and they have a few weaknesses still, but they're they're building. The question is about Limerick. Um, you know, is either John Kiley is the smartest man alive, and his his team playing badly in the league, and uh, can speak on to, to the farm they showed the last two or three years after maybe what five, five four or five week break. I'm not certain that they can do that. But having said that, even Limerick, without being full tilt, are probably better than most of the teams in Munster. Um, I think they will beat Cork because Cork they just didn't show enough in that league final, which was an important game for them. I thought against Waterford. Uh, I don't think they showed enough to say that um, they're reliable. There's a lot of ifs, if, 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 ifs about their defence. I think I don't think Mark Coleman is related to a, a defensive centre back. He's he's a creative player, and they're not using him properly at all. I think they're probably putting either Joyce or either Tim Mahoney or somebody there. Uh, I would think if they, if they don't, I don't think to go the way they're going. It's easy to easy to get through the middle. You can imagine you can imagine Keen Lynch, and Hegarty if he's playing or or you know many from midfield or Donovan or someone going through the middle there uh, easily if Cork stay that if stay the way they are. Um, up front they're great pace, all right. Uh, but look, they say defences win championships. forwards winning the matches but defences win championships and I think the Cork defence has to straighten itself out. So uh, from that point of view I think Limerick even without being at their best might just be able to win down there. But it's a mouth watering prospect. You know, Cork all touches and all speed and all fancy hand passing and, and movement. Limerick a bit similar, but they also have more grit about them and more power. And, uh, you know, you fancy to make if they have their farm back. That's the question. Do you switch it on in, in three or four weeks? I know in the old days, you see like people like Cork would be average in the league. Six weeks later, the sunshine and they were Different 10 games. times better. Maybe Limerick mightn't have that, both of them. And uh, that's what makes it more fascinating. And that's why a full house will probably have an awful lot to look forward to. Yeah, and indeed the full house, you know, and Cork will be smart. And, you know, they they'll be very disappointed with that league, you know, league final appearance, All Ireland final appearance last year. You know, heavy defeats, you know, in both of them really. How do you see it going, Denny? Can Cork, you know, get arrest yeah, that malaise? Yeah, I'd love to see Cork doing the train around and 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 Sunday now getting another heavy defeat. But 
talking to I, I've been talking to a few of the, the lads in them right now and they kind of made a collective decision that they weren't too pushed about the league they didn't train they didn't do any of the, the heavy work they know they're three years in they're actually I suppose five years yeah. on the go with this same panel of players and they, they kind of sat back in the league they weren't worried about relegation or anything they knew you know well I won't say they knew but they, they targeted were, they one game yeah. you know and, and they'll stay up and they, I, I don't know are they even too worried about winning the Munster Championship it's all about the, yeah, the Liam McCarthy you know and and I expect them to start this weekend I, I do and from the, the word I'm getting inside the, the last couple of training matches have been back up at full tilt and they're you know they're they're going, they're going at it again, hammer and tongs. And if they can bring, I suppose, if they can bring half of what they bought in the first half, the All Ireland final, just half of that would be Cork. You know, anything from 50 to 75% delay Cork. And and I think Watford actually showed an awful lot of people, if Coleman is centre back, I, 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 Cork, you, that's, they're cute. You'd imagine that they've learned from it and they won't go with him at centre back because he was badly exposed, you know. And and Watford tore him to shreds. And they switched game and they went from running game to a passing game. And Cork had no answer to it. Like uh, I, I thought Cork actually looked poor in that second half. Danny, can can they change it in two weeks? Can they change their team around in two weeks? You know, they they they've gone with this formula last year. They've gone with the formula throughout the league, which was. You know, going very well until they were exposed by Watford. Can you change the team around in two weeks? Possibly not, but do these are cock. Cock are cock. They mightn't want to change it. They'll think that they'll do it anyway. Mm. You know, the cock cock could have a habit of trying to, you know, this is what we're doing and we're going to stick with it. Cock, Mm. yeah, Mm. you know. Cock is cock, like. That's true, Pat. And the fans are the same, reading, you know, you've seen comments there on the, (laughs) online, um, their fans. You know, when, when they sniff any in the success at all, even in the league, they're world beaters and, you know, going to dominate for the next 10 years and uh, and this and that. And a fellow that plays well for a game, he's going to be the next Christy Ring or Jimmy Melbourne or whatever. And then they'll turn on him a bit if they if they don't produce. So uh, mm. there's pressure on the Cockles and pressure on Kingston because he's there a little while now. Um, but I, I just don't think at the moment that Cork are, are, are good enough in terms of clever defending, first of all, and secondly, physicality. Now they are more, they are more physical than they were, but I think, and this, the one thing they're doing in defence is they're taking an extra hand pass, but there's absolutely no need at all. You can see the reason for the hand pass. The guy under pressure who wins the ball hasn't a chance to hit it. He finds another man. He might find a runner who has time to place it. But they take an extra hand pass, which is apt, and the guy giving the hand pass is often as free as the guy who gives it to. And that extra hand pass is allowing the defence above and the other end to settle down and 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 you know. Marked them in. I think that that's their undoing. I'd be fascinated to see it. I'm not sure who's refereed this weekend or refereed that game, but um, I'd love to know how many times between the two teams they'll be pulled up for the, the throw hand pass because both teams well, are, are, are pretty good. The so they're very limited, but Cocker the experts. We saw that Wednesday night below. Yes. How many times did they throw the ball? And Absolutely. he pulled them only three or four times, but yeah. I, he, I he could have pulled, pulled, pulled them a lot more. Yeah. He, now, the, the one man that was, funny enough, below the under-20 game of the night was, number five was the only fella that was doing the hand pass right, and he got pulled twice. Pulled twice well, yeah. all the lads got away yeah, with it. Number six know. passed the ball twice in the second half. That's Rob Downey's brother. Yeah. He literally threw it from behind his, his ear. <laughs> he got away with it, yeah. However, Cork never played, you know, to keep away their seat, they're under-20s from the, you know, they're seeing us from the under-20 games of the night, so obviously obviously it is the more, more important thing. Mm-hmm. Denny, you'd, you'd expect Limerick to be beating Cork. Yeah, I would go for Limerick, yeah. 
Yeah, you'd have to go with, yeah. to go with that as well, yeah. The internal Waterford and, and, and Tipperary, Colin his first championship match in charge as, as manager of Tipperary, going back down to, to Waterford, where he's lived most of his life going down. He, yeah. He's been involved with Waterford, he'd know Hunch Park quite well, mm-hmm. bringing probably a no-look team, no-look tip team down to the home of yeah. the league champions. I think then he might have a different view the reason he comes in, but I still, I think Waterford are very good. I think Cahill has made a fantastic job of them. I think their squad has increased in terms of uh, players who could produce it on the day. Like you need twenty-two or three now, obviously, or twenty anyway. And they have probably more than that. Now, the, that 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 being said, the league is the league and the championship is the championship, and people go out with no fear. I was just looking through the tip squad there, and there's so many established players gone for injury or retirement, and some of the younger players, like there will be there'll be four or five pretty unknown lads starting with him. When I say unknown, no unknown outside of tip. Uh, there's one day there say Paddy Cadell we thought two or three years ago was going to be the next big thing next Brent Maher maybe or the next whatever and he just hasn't nailed it down that much Jake Morris has, is now established but you know question marks like, there's still question yeah. marks yeah there's younger lads in there is it, is it the full back um, good looking bit of a player yeah. but, but to, to, to be unusual for a team with so many new guys in uh, newish guys to, to the whole world who aren't familiar with tip the, the details of, of tip inside tip we'll say to be winning championship games against a, t- a really good team on their own patch I think Walsh Park should be a help to Waterford myself they're so used to it they know the width of it they know the length of it they know the poster and the atmosphere there I know a lot of the players will play there over the years underage and colleges or whatever but uh, you know I still think that Waterford probably the second best team in the country at the moment maybe, maybe the best for all we know long term the question is can they put four or five displays together to win in Ireland and that's, I would be no way sure of that but I, I still think they should be able to win the first game you know that, that bounce from winning the league and the confidence they'll get and you know if there's two or three forwards not firing like Hutchins wasn't firing there lately Stephen Bain comes in and does wreck uh, you know, Gleeson, we know what he can do. Corden is playing well for Philip, who's only on off, on off. Um, uh, you know, Jamie Bernard, I'm not sure if he's back or not yet. Isn't the Borka back is a huge thing. Prunty is a fabulous fullback. You know, the Fagan wing back is another guy who's really made it his own. So, they've an awful lot of, of, uh, of pluses. I think Tip, look at Tip will take a time to build after losing the Mahers and Cannon and Bubbles. You know, no team in the country can replace those easily. So I think Tip will take a bit of time to establish. And I'd be surprised if Tip come as early as, as, as you know, people think they might. But then again, <laughs> they are Tip. Yeah. A bit like Cork. And, 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 and Jenny, if anyone knows anything, like Tipperary going down to play Waterford, Cahill is the man that's groomed most of these young days at underage. He know, he'll know him. He'll, he'll know him. Know him yeah. he, will, he will. There's no doubt about that. And, and the only thing I think that Cahill has to worry about is complacency. That Watford will be relaxed and maybe not up for a battle. Being at home, league champions played superb Poland throughout the, the latter stages of the league, and you know the, maybe last, the last time the championship matches were in Walsh Park, they didn't play well. They didn't play well. Mm. You know they That's didn't true. play well, but maybe different. He's he's different now, maybe, and you know it's a full house going to be down there, and um, it it is hard. It is, and and you can't both pick Watford and, and this weekend. But you know, it's Monster Championship. There's going to be shocks in the Monster Championship. There's going to be upsets. Now, hopefully, we'll have none this weekend, and we'll start the we'll start the next weekend with you know with our first win, our first away win. Could be a huge game for Clare Sunday week, and I know we're talking about this weekend at the moment, but 
I suppose yeah. the way to, if if War if Waterford were to get caught, if Tip did catch Waterford, it mightn't be good for Clare. No, you're yeah. agreed. You know, mm. um, so actually, we, 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 we we'll never be, be, be shouting for Waterford at, at the weekend yeah, and, and carry on throughout the championship. Then Waterford could be coming to us in the last game. Last game, yeah. Qualified, qualified. Yeah, and, and you know, Clare always play well against Waterford in Innes. We we always have get play well up there and. You know, it could be a game that we could get the result to bring us bring us through. Correct. Yeah. And I'll get your predictions in a, in a moment about the Munster and Northern Ireland Championship. Looking at Clare, Denny, where are we fixed with Clare at the moment? Do we know, have they a settled team or do we know who's going to be involved? There has been a lot of question marks over players coming in. You know, Seamus says I do to Damon Ryan, no training, Shane O'Donnell, no game. Yeah. You know, You know, and, uh, unfortunately for the last two to three years, Brian, Brian Lohan has been dealt a very bad hand with, with injuries. You know, he has the... The last O'Donnell and last year, you know, a lot of serious injuries. Um, Peter Duggan going to Australia. Now he's back, but is he back to the same level? You know, any time will tell. Um, he was meant to be struggling earlier in, in training, but he, he, it's starting to come well for him now. And training has picked up, I believe, in the last few weeks. And, you know, they're getting into the championship side mode, of it now yeah. and, and, and championship mode. And... Look, like everything, Sunday week is huge for us to go down there if we can get that win in Taurus. And it sets us up for our, for the Cork match. And, you know, Cork, if Limerick were to give them a good hiding the weekend, we have all the chances. They're not in Parky Keeve. Okay, some people have said that Limerick, or Cork. sorry, Cork prefer to play in, in Taurus. But this current Clare team likes to play in <coughs> Taurus too. Yeah. You know, we play well in Tullus. Clare play well there. And if you have the likes of Shane O'Donnell coming back into it, maybe not starting, but there could be 20 minutes in him. Dear Madrine, if he can get through the first game and get into that car game, if we can get two away wins, which is hugely possible, I think, I have I, great faith. I, I think we could actually end up in the Munster final. We could beat Waterford in that door game. And the Limerick game mightn't matter so much. We need to put all our eggs in that basket, hopefully. You know, um, the one thing... Maybe you don't want to be. He's going to have to beat Limerick, and Limerick mm-hmm. giving Limerick the chance at coming up tennis to knock you out of the championship. We don't. We hopefully won't be in that scenario, you know, because we know well Limerick would love to do that, you know. And uh, as, as I said, heard some fellow on the radio today, we'd like to keep our noisy neighbours, but <laughs> quiet for a bit. But um, you know, I think Clare have a great chance this year, and if we can keep the lads we have, Aidan McCarthy obviously is a big loss. But if the other lads start to come back, you know, and, and he starts to get fit lads on the field and, and, and Shane, Shane O'Donnell, it'd like to be huge for Clare. If he, I know he played a training match last week and he has been training and, you know, to be huge if he if he can be past fit. And I think he's he's our best player, you know, bar Tony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. But like Seamus said it there earlier, how long can Tony keep this going and how long are teams going to let him? You know, he's a, he's a phenomenon. Like, he's better. To me, yeah, Tony Kelly is yeah. the best all in Ireland. And we always have a chance we with do Tony have Kelly playing. And you'll probably have a fish for Tony Kelly this year, because he's over, like he played last year and a year before, carrying an injury. He's had the operation. Yeah. He came back the same as he, he was never gone away. You know, but it's hard to see teams let him have a free run, up It is. He's had a break, I suppose, from trying to be leading LEA in the Championship and trying to be leading Clare, I suppose, as well there all over the, the last period. So, you know, sometimes the break can give a fellow a bit of refreshment. However, in Tony Kelly's case, he'd like to be playing 52 weeks of the year, the yeah. kind of player he is. Uh, look, at he's exceptionally but lucky to have him seen him in our lifetime, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. The, one of the things, just don't put, a, don't put the gun a bit slightly, you refer to there, Leo and, and, and Eddie as well, is that 
Limerick will have three games played when they play Clare, and Watford will also have their games to be their last game. So if they're the two best teams in Munster, you know they mightn't be under serious pressure to, yeah. to beat us. They might be in the, the end, might, which yeah. could mean we could even have a late run. <laughs> you know, we'd love to beat Limerick any time, and I wouldn't rule out that. But that's down the line. But Limerick will have three played. We have their last game. We're Watford's last game as well. Um, so look at if they're the two best teams in it, they could have a lot of their the damage done before yeah. that against Cork and Limerick or Cork and Tipton those but look there's so many uncertainties again as look at Danny said Lohan has said we have look bad look at but look at it, every every manager some stage has bad look with injuries and clear probably had, mo- had more than most in, re- in recent years um, for one reason or another um, it is impossible to say whether we'd be able to be tipping but is our, is, or the most winnable game of the games I see there is the tip game because Mm-hmm. We'll know more about Tip where they are after the Waterford game. However, I think if we go down and get a win against Tip or set up for the season, and I think we could do that, uh, regardless of how Tip get on in Waterford. If Tip win in Waterford, they'll be, they'll be cocky and confident in the crowd back. There's pressure on them to win again. If they lose in Waterford, there's pressure on them again, but they could be a bit more jitters in them as well. So look at we can we can beat Munster Championship winners, not Ireland winners, Pat. Munster Championship winners have to stick have to stick with Limerick, I think, just about now. All Ireland winners. I show something. Maybe Watford will come through. You're following the Seamus Hill school of, of I, I kind of, yeah. Denny, are you going to keep it that way? Are you going for If, if they don't, they'll never do it. Put it that way. Uh, the same two but in opposite order. I think Limerick and Watford will win the Munster Championship and Limerick win Dal Island. That's interesting, but yeah. you know, and but Claire will have a Claire will have a say. Claire will have a say. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, as the clock is on us, unfortunately, you know, Terence Fahey, he's under 20s, yeah. left left the race, uh, you know, two shattering defeats to, to Limerick and Cork, both in the, in, the dying, in the dying moments. You know, look, unfortunately, even though they lost, plenty of hope for the future. Yeah, the fans, two reactions from fans. I say the majority of fans are happy that we've closed the gap big time on the, on the bigger teams like Cork and Limerick, who have been successful in recent years, producing these big giants of hurlers and good lads, like in good teams. Uh, Compared to our own great run in the in the, whenever it was 2010, 11, 12 of those years there, um, you look at. Um, I just think there was a little bit of power and physicality lacking in the last ten minutes, maybe a bit of fitness or something. I think that was the biggest issue. Our hurling was as good as any other team, uh, but that will come. You can work on that physical training, good good strength and conditioning, and these lads will make good senior hurlers for their yeah. clubs in the county. That's what counts. There's no doubt, and there's a backbone, Denny, for, for you know, sitting you know, there for next year already. Yeah, there is, and, and you know, as as Pat said, there's a bit of pride restored in, in, in underage in Clare, and, you know, the minors weren't disgraced no. on Monday night either. And still not gone. And still not gone. Could have a win next Monday night, I think. Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Uh, you know, if they can beat, if they can beat Warford, they're back into it. So, there's a bit of bit of uh, positive outlook and an underage Holland as, uh, and I think we have some real stars like Adam Hogg and I I think he could he could be our next Brian Lohan for you could get he was he was outstanding in the two game yeah yeah and and he's only a young lad like he's mm-hmm. he's underage again next yeah, year I think, he's, yeah. you know so he's one man like I think that could come in could come in and could come in at the end of this year and you know blood him next year in the league and and see how he goes I I think there's a huge future for him young me and while he was double marked uh, on Wednesday night he really took that goal superbly and he was I was right behind the goals for the first shot it hit the goal in the head he didn't save it mm. the ball actually hit him in the head you know so he could have he, he might have only touched the ball twice but he could have two balls yeah. got two goals got you know 
Yeah. So the so two of them, they're, they're real prospects. So. Yeah, there's no doubt. And we look, we say well done to Terence and all yeah. his team. And look, you know, there's many, many more better days ahead. Thanks to Denny and thanks, Pat. And that concludes our sports and show here today on Scarlet Bay Queen's Radio in association with Derek Credit Union on 88.3 and 92.7 FM. My thanks also to our guest earlier on, uh, uh, Seamus Hayes, for his input into the programme. Thanks also to Jim in the Control Tower. Without him, we wouldn't have a programme. And thanks very much to you for listening. We hope you enjoy the programme. We look forward to all the games over, over the weekend and you get as much enjoyment as we do here. So all that remains is Emilio Dial for Scarpe Community Radio in association with their credit union. Until we meet again, it's Bernard Day, August Lawn.